0: Hi, I'm Kate Finlayson. I head up the FIC Market Structure team at JP Morgan. We focus on microstructural and regulatory dynamics, shaping how participants interact in the market. And so I'm delighted to share the mic today with my colleagues, Chi Zelu, Global Head of Macro E-Trading, and Andreas Kukurinas, Global Head of Credit E-Trading. Welcome both.
1: Thanks, Kate. Great to be here.
0: So much of our lives now is automated, right? How we interface with technology, whether that is how we watch movies or the one-click shopping we do, and the ease with which we can do these things and the products on offer all influences which service providers we choose. So what about financial markets? Would the same apply, and how do you see this developing?
2: So looking at the e-commerce examples you referenced, successful providers in that space offer a customer experience, which really becomes the key selling point of the product. And there's a convenience factor at play here as well. In many cases, the end product hasn't really changed, so you're either watching a movie or buying a cushion, renting a place to save for a holiday, or getting a lift from A to B, for example. But the ease in which you do that plays a large part to how you access the product. The same is true for our clients in markets. It's just that in this case, the product might be a bond or a swap. Of course, pricing remains a key factor for the clients, but the counterpart that allows you to trade with ease will likely be successful in the space. So in our case, the ability to trade a wide range of instruments, for example, foreign exchange to commodities, base metals, US treasuries, with JPMorgan Markets Mobile is a very good example of that convenience.
0: Andreas?
1: Yes, although you wouldn't generally buy a house over the internet, would you? If what you're buying is complicated and involves a large transfer, then providing this efficiency can be actually quite difficult.
0: Of course, how you buy something depends to a certain extent on what you're buying. Looking at the market structure itself, there's clearly a difference between the macro world, FX and rates, versus credit.
1: Completely. Just given the nature of credit markets, you have a multitude of bonds with different characteristics like duration and rating. And that's just single bonds. We're not even considering portfolio trades, ETF, index derivatives, and so on. There's a vast amount of data out there, and it may be harder to aggregate that data. The question or key factor is how you capture or harness the data into. And get insights out of it. So having the right tools or technology to do so is fundamental. And financial markets have evolved. And technology in this aspect has advanced in our ability to interpret the data.
0: Right. So which one of you has the harder job then? Andreas has put a good case in there, Chi.
2: It's a good question. So across foreign exchange rates commodities, there's a fair amount of variety. For example, you have U.S. Treasuries swaps in the base metal space. They all imply different things. And even within areas like government bonds, where you have a single issuer, U.S. treasuries, there's quite a difference between newly issued versus deep off-the-run securities.
0: One element of automation which is dependent on the availability of data is the use of algorithmic execution. So let's perhaps square away what exactly we mean by algorithmic execution. Chi, is this just something that provides you with a price?
2: In basic form, an algorithm is often thought of as a set of rules or instructions which look to solve a problem or complete a task. Algorithmic trading, in our case, uses programmable instructions to take certain actions in response to market variables, such as time, price, volume. Algos are capable of processing market information and react to changes in market conditions very quickly. So coming back to your first point about the customer experience, algos also enhance this significantly allowing clients to directly interact with markets and apply their own expertise in the process.
0: So Chi, based on lessons we've learned in FX algos, approaching this more broadly, how do you think we could apply these to other asset classes? Or is it true that the deployment of algos in various asset classes is holistically different?
2: So we see use cases for client algorithms appearing certainly in more liquid markets. The first step is around creating another workflow, where we can provide limit orders, which in itself can be considered an algo working to fill at a specified rate, for example. We have this already available in very liquid markets, like foreign exchange U.S. Treasuries. And at J.P. Morgan, we're building our infrastructure in such a way that we can leverage, for example, foreign exchange algos in the rate space and apply these algos on even less liquid instruments. Sharing from what we learned in the past through the development of algos for foreign exchange equities. Once the algo framework is complete, clients can then participate in that feedback loop to drive the direction of our development.
0: And what about algorithmic execution in credit, Andreas?
1: Look, I tend to think about credit as the last frontier in terms of algorithmic trading. Previously, we chatted about the heterogeneous nature of the bond market, the various venues, the types of bonds, and so on. While you have this complexity in the market structure to navigate, As new technology develops, new capabilities come to the forefront together with the availability of data. And that's where things get exciting. Systematic models, for example, are better able to make suggestions with a higher degree of confidence because the ability to harness the data is more sophisticated and the data capture is actually more accurate. At JP Morgan, we spend quite a bit of time looking at how we can enhance the client experience, how we can better service the franchise, And part of that involves understanding how we can best consume the data, internalize the risks, and communicate better actionable prices to our clients in an expedient
0: manner. So essentially, it's about technological advancements and the ability to extrapolate value out of the data, both for ourselves and for our clients. And this is an ever-changing space, which makes it an exciting spot to be in. Thank you, Chi and Andreas, for your insights today. And to our listeners, stay tuned for more episodes. Thanks for listening.
3: The views expressed in this podcast may not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Chase & Co. and its affiliates, together J.P. Morgan, and do not constitute research or recommendation advice or an offer or a solicitation to buy or sell any security or financial instrument. Referenced products and services in this podcast may not be suitable for you and may not be available in all jurisdictions. JP Morgan may make markets and trade as principal and securities and other asset classes and financial products that may have been discussed. The FIC market structure publications, or to one, newsletters mentioned in this podcast are available for JP Morgan clients. Please contact your JP Morgan sales representative should you wish to receive these. For additional disclaimers and regulatory disclosures, please visit www.jpmorgan.com forward slash disclosures